It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Streaming and classic movies take center stage again in this time of empty cinemas. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim joining us via walk-around phone for the 60th week in a row. Wait, I've been informed that this is only the sixth week of social distancing. Or is that physical distancing? I don't even know what it's called anymore. Hmm. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was introducing Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. So, with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Yes, I have to agree. It does feel like week 60. I uh, feel like I've been in a, a bubble. I feel like the bad actor... John Travolta in Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Mm. This week on the agenda, we're going to talk streaming. We're going to talk Doubted, Undoubted, and Mesmerized List. We're going to do our film genre favorites or superhero films. Uh, open Rage, Raise Your Dare, and then Close Your Down. Cool. So, hit me with some music, baby. Will do. Streaming. Motherfucking streaming. Right? Streaming. I do like this music. Yeah, I'm too the group, man. You know what? Let's just skip the I guess we'll get on with the podcast then. Yeah. So, um, what did we stream last week? We uh, did a bunch of different oh, stuff. We point. did. We did. A bunch of different types of movies, too. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and all different uh, places. Yeah. So, what was the first one that we saw that you had suggested? And I have to say I'm happy you did. Are you? Huh. Well. I am. Yep. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I, I uh, suggested 0, 0.0 megahertz, um, 2019 film. On Shutter. On Shutter, yes. That is where you can see it if you uh, really are desperate to kill an hour and 40 minutes. I'm not sure I suggest doing it, but uh, let's uh, let's see what I actually, uh, you know, thought of it. Uh, so, yeah, 0, 0.0 megahertz. Um, uh, members of a supernatural exploration club go into a haunted house. Sounds awful. Um this is a Korean film, so my expectations were immediately high, but uh, this was about the least original movie perhaps ever made. Um, it literally stole every idea within its script from other movies. And not in a wink-wink, nudge-nudge way, but more of a blatant theft way. Um, it also had a strange and even schizophrenic soundtrack that borrowed from other movies as well. Um, as I say, very little originality here. Uh, it starts with a bunch of teens that are in a school club called the 0, 0.0 megahertz club. Um, this is apparently the frequency at which it's possible to communicate with the dead. Um, anyway, this group of stereotypes complete with, you know, the slut, the jock, the nerd, the shy outsider. Uh, wait a minute. Seems like the breakfast club is about to go on an adventure. Um, 
We have the obligatory stop at the gas station for supplies before going into the countryside. Yes. Yeah, where we get the attendant, of course, warning the group not to go to the place that they're going to go to. Um, just like hundreds of other horror movies. Um, watch for about the 22-minute mark where we get a total ripoff of a John Carpenter soundtrack. Um, yep. Which was just completely out of nowhere. And we didn't revisit it at all. It's like this music came from nowhere and then it's gone again. Just john carpenter soundtrack all of a sudden for some odd reason um as i mentioned not even the music is original um we also get some strange dialogue throughout um like at one point character yun jung uh the popular slut of our story um says help me but then a second later tells the group run away huh which do you want them to do help or run oh yeah apparently at the 51 minute mark, uh, we get the the uh, creepy kid from The Grudge making a cameo, so that was kind of cool. Um, that was. You know, in a, in a completely unoriginal way. Um, then we get some more theft as we get a Rise of the Terminator beat. Uh, dun, 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 um, I'll admit, I was super entertained when they were literally trying to physically beat the spirit out of Yoon Jung. I mean, they were really beating the tar out of her in an unsuccessful attempt to get rid of the spirit within her. So that is the one part of the movie that I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, they were just just beating the crap out of her. It was was brutal. Um, Anyways, towards the end of the film, we get a character promising that, you know, whatever is happening in the house, that under no circumstance is he to come in. Gee, I wonder if he's going to go in anyway. Uh, Spoiler alert, he does. Uh, we then get the backwards head scene from The Exorcist, um, and then yes. we, and then we got what should have been the last line of the film. If they had faded to black and run the credits after one of the, our survivors said, "If I were fatter, I'd be dead," um, at least it would have had a memorable last line. Um, but instead, we got a tacked-on last scene that had me shaking my head. Dumb ending that left me saying, "Huh?" It really should have ended a few minutes earlier. Um, for its unoriginality and its dumb ending, this movie more than earned my rating. This movie was a rage. What do you think of that, Jim? I think everything you said is true. But <laughs> nice. I loved every minute of it. I thought this was, see, I took it as this was tongue-in-cheek. I thought this director... I didn't get that at all. If that's what I got, I probably could have enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't think you, you obviously didn't get it. Like um, for me, that I was I was channeling it. I thought like from day from moment one it landed. I'm like, this is the best. This is like, you know when you watch those cheesy um, movies when they do like the rip off of like you know scary movie was a was a rip off yeah. of all these other different movies. This was like that type of movie, but not done funny. And I. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Fair enough. Me, it was just like, oh my God, it was so predictable. Like, it was just so predictable. And it was so, um, the thing I actually, it was, was the thing that I actually really loved the most. The chant was so awesome. May the dead come back here. But they're saying it in um, in Korean. I was, it was so, it was just so fun. I, everything about this movie, it was like, it was like influences from Cabin in the Woods. And then there was influences from oh, yeah. People Dead. And yeah. there was influences from from cabin or um, cabin fever and then Blair Witch scenes 
and then The Exorcist. Yeah. It was like it was like all the best horror movies thrown into one movie. But there was Korean there was no, there was no tongue firmly planted in the cheek through all this. It was just oh, yeah, I felt it. I mean, like I mean, they weren't the actors were not acting funny. Like they weren't. It wasn't goofball comedy. No. But it was it was. I mean, anybody who watches a horror movie. And, and sees this goes, oh my God, this is a rip off of this. This is a rip off of this. This is a rip off of this. I just thought it was fun. Like I just, it, it, it's just like when you say how you love slasher movies. Mm-hmm. To me, this was like it had all the good, the good scenes I like from, from the you know from the possession shows because possession is. Well, like it was it was such a hodgepodge though. It was it was like plucking from all sorts of different genres and it just was a mess. It was. It was just all over the place. But that's, I kind of liked it being a mess. I, at first, I was it was like, a glorious I mess. Really it. it was a glorious mess. Like if I, if I, I know if I was in your mindset when you saw this. I think you know we talked about this in the past. But yeah. If you get a movie where you're not in the right mindset to watch it, you're uh, absolutely to rage. And 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 that was the same situation that I'll talk about later for one of the movies we watched this week because I was raging through most of it. But this one I was kind of like, mind it. Like the stopping at the gas station too. I was just like, oh my god, it's so funny. And that's what just got the whole thing rolled. I was like, when they stopped at the gas station, I was like, oh god. But yeah, yeah, they're totally gonna stop at the gas station. I never. Oh. And then first they had to buy beer. It's like, wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> this looks like every other movie I've ever seen where they go up to the cabin in the woods. Except, <laughs> you know, The Breakfast Club was starring in it. Yeah, I actually loved your analogy of that. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't channeling The Breakfast Club at the time, but now I might go back and watch it again. Oh, and it was actually totally. More connected yeah. to The Breakfast oh, Club. It totally was. <laughs> so actually, I have to, we've got to be big conflicts this week. I'm giving it a Mondo. I, I thought it was funny I'm, and fun. You, you haven't won me over, man. It was it was a rage because no. I just did not feel the fun. It just like oh, this I, is just one big I rip off. I do know why. You what was with that, that soundtrack I, too? I mean, the, it didn't even I use music that happened. often. But then all, the, this weird music would come in that doesn't even really fit most of the time. And it was like, I know. what is going on? But that, I love that about random. I love random movies. You know, all right. I'm all about. I'm all about random. Now let's, was like everything about this was random. Like yeah, was well, random. it was random. All right, let's go from something that was really bad to something that was really good. So I think uh, you're going to talk about uh, Beastie Boys story here. There, uh, I am. Yes. I am going to talk about it. So um, I have to say, had I seen this. Before we made our list for the best um, music documentaries, I'm sorry, Hype, you would have dropped out of my top 10 and landed in honorable mention because this would have made number one for me. Uh, but do uh, you, I'm not, I know you're not a big Beastie Boys fan. I'm nope. not a huge Beastie Boys fan, but I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I like their music. This was like you were sitting with a bunch of guys. Like, it's like the Beastie Boys are your best friends, and they're just hanging out with this crowd. The two remaining Beastie Boys walking through the history of the group. Yep. Um, I, w- I was just in awe from, from minute one, and directed by Spike Jones. Like, come on. Like, it was just so beautiful. Everything about it. They gave so much homage. Like, I didn't know that their original drummer, uh, this girl, was she that, that 
that they had so much guilt they carried it with her that they had dumped her. Yeah, and that, that was, that was, you know, cool. it was almost like they gave her so much props. It was just like, yeah. wow, like, like so impressive. And then just how much respect, like, you know, when you, you'll see like bands, like, you know, when Led Zeppelin broke up or when Queen broke up, I guess not, it's not the right word. Mm, they ended. Yeah. And, and when, <laughs> wow. and when and they, yeah. they really didn't, well, they're still, they're still, you know, doing their thing. Led Zeppelin did not. No, not Zeppelin, but Queen. Time. But anyways, yeah, Queen go on. Neither though, Queen Queen stopped for a long time before they reformed and yeah. started doing stuff. Well, so it, it's debatable. interesting. These guys. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave that aside. But you know what I'm getting at is that I do. This, this is two guys that you know they have so much respect for their third member of their band. They probably are still doing things creative together, but the Beastie Boys is done because they, the Beastie Boys was the three of them. Yep. And that's what I thought. So you did get to see it. That's cool. I but, did. Yeah. So yeah. So um, uh, you know, I knew to be honest, I knew very little about the Beastie Boys going in. Um, but I enjoyed this a lot. Um, it was entertaining and informative, and was presented in a fairly unique way. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, this is not just a doc for fans of the band. Um, you know, at its heart, it's it's a tale of three kids who sometimes compromised, but through perseverance, found their voice and eventually were able to find artistic freedom by relying on each other's friendship. Um, it ends up being a pretty inspiring tale. Uh, it kind of morphs into a eulogy for uh, Adam Yauk at, at towards the end, um, but it does it seamlessly and uh, it's not contrived at all. Um, really liked it. Um, absolute mondo. Yeah. So, okay. So here's a question for you then. Do you think this might have made your top 10? No, it wouldn't have made my top 10, but I did really, really like it. It might've got an honorable mention because I, I, I liked it that much, but nah, there's nothing in my top 10 that I could have punted for this. Oh, there you go. So, uh, we got two Mondos. Absolute Mondo. Absolutely. Sweet. Yes. All right, so from that, we go to my spy, um, <laughs> which I could not believe when you you said, you know what, we should watch my spy this week, to which I was like, uh, okay. Why? <laughs> Why? But whatever. Um, so if, uh, you know, those of you that don't know what my spy is, um, it stars Dave Bautista, um, uh, it's a hardened CIA operative finds himself at the mercy of a precocious nine-year-old. Um, wow, that sounds awful. Um, so, <laughs> you know, what did I think of my spy? Um, I guess it was harmless family entertainment, um, but there's little to talk about here. Um, story was meh. Acting was meh. Direction was meh. Didn't hate it. But I would guess that if you ask me if I saw this movie a year from now, I may tell you no. I, I haven't seen My Spy. It really left little impression on me. Um, so, you know, meh. This is kind of the definition of a meh movie for me, to be honest, because nothing stood out. I think I, I think I might have chuckled once or twice in, in, you know, 90 minutes. That's that's not enough. Yeah. What did you think, well, Jim? Let me... Well... I've got lots to say about this movie. Go, um, go for it. First, I need to mention, as you know, yes. creepy kid movies always start with an 11 and work your way down. <laughs> yeah, but she wasn't a creepy but, kid. Exactly. But, ah. know, but here's the twist. 
adult kid movies where the kids are supposed to be smart usually start at a one and I find it very hard for them to go up unless the script is great or at least good. Well, now, then I guess this, guess? this must can have stayed a at a one then because there was no reason for it to go up from there. That is pretty damn close. One-dimensional characters with dialogue that seemed like it was directly written for or by the audience it was attended. Yeah. 11-year-old girl. That's about it. I think I, I, think I need to... Which usually kind of audience. appeals to me, to be honest. <laughs> I kind of I usually yeah, channel you, my 11-year-old girl pretty good. Yeah, you kind of do, except when they're like this type of movie or rom-com. Well, rom-coms are a big sucker for. But, you know, I think I need to remember what audience I belong to. And, oh yeah, that's right. Films made for 12-year-old boys. Right. Film snob movies. John Wick films. Uh, and horror films. Outside that, I need... Uh, great characters and is a must is a script that is not predictable. This was a super, super, super hard rage. I was so angry all the way through it. I'm like, what is good about this? There was only one There's nothing good, but it was harmless. It was not harmless. It was making me feel over with severe stomach cramps. It was harmless to everybody except for you. Yeah, harmless. I don't even. Yeah, boo is exactly it. Yeah, this is a this is a hard rage for me. I will. I it's going to be hard pressed well, to see another. I'm I'm sticking by my. Okay, okay, you do it. All right. You 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 own it. I am owning my. What <laughs> a boy. All right, sir. What else did we see? That's enough about my spy. Yeah, so we, I, I don't know if you got to see it, uh, Circus of Books. I did get to see it. I do what I'm yeah, told, so man. You tell me to watch a movie, I watch it. I love it. Now, next week, we're, next week's whole episode will be dedicated to 1974's entire um, book of porn. But uh, this week, we, we watched uh, Circus of Books. And um, I really love this movie. Um it wasn't the movie I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few lines in there I gotta I gotta bring out. So go for it. Um, the, the one the one line from the mom in the in the film, uh, it's basically her story, really. Um, yeah, she's she's a and, central character for sure. Yeah, Karen Mason and uh, Barry Mason. Um, I wish your movie was done so I could see how it would turn out. And this mm-hmm. is specifically pertaining to her business and her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another great line to use was, uh, you just always think that you know what's best and you're wrong. Parents are only smart for a very small window of time. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that line to me sums up this whole movie. This movie took me on a journey I was not expecting. I mean, first off, Circus of Books, I had no clue what it was about, although if you look at the, the poster of it, it's this super cut guy on the front. You're going like, okay, what's this? And then you see two uh, old uh, Jewish people sitting in a couch. So it's kind of like, okay, what is this about? It, this movie, I thought it was just going to be this journey of these two people that um, got into becoming the biggest purveyors of gay porn in the United States and North America. But it became so much more than that. It, Absolutely. It, it, interestingly enough, one of their sons uh, comes out as gay, and, uh, and there's the, the couple that's uh, the biggest purveyors of porn, and the mother has a shit fit about it. 
So it was. It, it was wouldn't like, quite what? go that far, but yeah, she she wasn't well, happy. She kind of, I mean, she kind of blew her son's mind. I mean, she, no, he she wasn't. Kinda, he wasn't expecting that. No. But dad was dad cool. Was, Your dad's like whatever. Dad. His dad's like yeah, whatever. It's your gay, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I got some videos I could rent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And then you know the end, the movie ends. You see them. They close the um, the, the bookstore. Yep. And uh, she's got, she's on a whole new mission to um, be such a, a visionary for other moms whose kids are coming out. So and they they talked a lot about um, their their very strong Jewish heritage and beliefs. And how, uh, you know, in the Jewish faith, and with most uh, really strong faith, like strong Christian faith, strong Jewish faith, Catholic, all these is that, you know, to come out uh, as gay or non-binary or transgender or whatever, um, it's really tough for kids and it's really tough for parents to be able to, to um, go through that journey. And so this journey took us through a bunch of different things that I, I was just along for the ride the whole way. It was a mondo for me. Cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, as far as I was concerned, uh, to be honest, I really, you know, you said you were watching this. I was like, ah, really? I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. So I really wasn't <laughs> looking forward to this one, um, but I'm glad I watched it. Um, really enjoyed the, this unexpected journey uh, that the Mason family took. Um, Karen and Barry were definitely worthy of having their story told, uh, even though they seem not to understand why. Um, especially Karen. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? Yeah. Why are you filming us? Um, funny and at times emotional doc that hit most of the right notes with me. Um, it was absolutely a mondo. Yeah, there was times like near the end there, I was like bawling my eyes out. Like, I cannot believe the emotional journey I just went through. Yeah. Right no, after watching good. a lot of potential gay porn. I was like, how does that happen? Yeah. So, yeah. Nope. I mean, normally gay porn doesn't make me go there. So, this was a really big surprise. There you go. All right. A <laughs> couple of mondos there. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, we, had a, we started with a mix, bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. And then we ended with a double mondo. Double, double mondo. Minute. Not a bad way to end the segment. Uh, let's. Uh, yeah. uh, all right. So we are going to move on to the next segment, which just happens to be. Doubted, undoubted, or mesmerized. Uh, I understand uh, you've got some submissions this week, Jim. Um, we're going to just roll with you because I was spent last week after trying to come up with something. So it's all yeah, on you, my friend. Well, I uh, I may have some issues, but uh, give me a second here because this is not prepared we, like we, normally is. We all know you have issues, Jim. Yeah, probably a potentially... Uh, too much issues, to be quite honest. Yeah, so, you're a bit of a handful, I actually, really. I actually made a list of four. Four? So I'm only giving you two, because I've got to keep two in my back pocket. Uh, now, okay. I know one of them's not going to make it, but I want them on the agenda so that they will potentially You know it's not going to make it. Next. It might. It might. You have piqued my interest. You have piqued my interest. Let's lay it okay, on. Let me... Let me let me start with the one that, okay, I'm just going to count these down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine movies. The reason that we have to wait for one more is oh, because yes. of the nine movie collection that this person has made. Two of them are animated films. 
Yeah, yeah. So I am nominating for the undoubt. I know, but I want to make sure that this is marked on the calendar for when they make their next movie that we see it. And guess what? It's Got just it. a, it's just a, just a slap into the back. I can't wait any longer, uh, Jim. Lay it on me. It's Wes Anderson, and we're starting at Bottle Rocket. And uh, first of all, just so you know, all nine of his movies are mondos for me. And I have a feeling that you're going to be pretty close. If not, you'll have one minute. Uh, Bottle Rocket. Mondo. Mondo. Like right? Super Mondo. Rushmore. Mondo. Rushmore Super Mondo. Royal Tannenbaum. Super Mondo. Mondo. Uh, well, yeah, everything you're saying, everything he does is super. Uh, so The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. It's a Mondo. It's just a Mondo. It's not a Super Mondo, but it is a Mondo. It's a super, it's, it's a super duper Mondo for me. Uh, the Darjeeling Limited. Mondo. All right. Now, we know this movie is both one of our favorite movies. Yep. The Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's, but it is it's probably one of my, I would say it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. I'm it's And I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, yeah, I have uh, such uh, affection for that movie. It just makes yeah. me so happy that movie. I there's no I don't know that a movie out there makes me happier than that movie. I cannot argue with that. I it's definitely in my top twenty movies of all time. Yeah. I love this movie. Oh, so it's good. a mondo, but it's animated, so that takes it out of the list. It does. Uh, Moon Moonrise Kingdom. Mondo. mondo. Absolute mondo. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, also Super Mondo. mondo. Yep. Yeah. And last but not least, Isle of Dogs. Which leaves us with another Mondo. It is another yet, Mondo. Another animated another film. Animated so, film yeah. so, Those stupid so rules. Who know, came up with these dumb rules? Uh, apparently you and Murray. But that's oh, all. Because yeah. I said they should. But you said not. So, what we do know, yes. and we will find out this year, he's making a movie called The French Dispatch. Yep. And it is completed. And I haven't seen anything from it, but if it's like every other, I don't know when its release date is. Oh, here we go. October 16th, 2020. Yeah, so well, I, put it on our, tentatively. Put it on your calendars, people. Put it on your calendars, people. October 16th, 2020. If it's still a thing, we will be able to see this. How, and West I'm sorry, how? Will be gently. Is that the 10th? That can't be the 10th, no. isn't it? That'll be like no, the 8th, so, right? Okay. okay, so here we go. I'll back it up for you. Yeah. Isle of Dogs, okay, it's one. Grand Prix de Best Hotel is two. Moonrise Kingdom is three. Oh, yeah, it's Fantastic just got to be, it's gotta be eight, four. right? The, Dar the Darjeeling, yep, the Darjeeling Limited is uh, uh, five. Yep. Blood Aquatic is six. Yep. Royal Tenenbaums is seven. Rushmore is eight. Bottle Rocket is nine. Take away two, that leaves us with seven. Okay, so, so we just... at the end of this year, we may have an another director it's no, on our there's, no, there's no may have. It's going to be Mondo. It's not going to be a race. It's, there's it's no gonna way it's going to be a race. Yeah. There's, if, and I would, be, I would be absolutely floored if it was meh. The man has done yeah. absolutely no wrong. Um, his, his sense of humor is right up my alley. Yeah, mine too, buddy. Mine yeah. too. I, you know, when uh, I when I saw Bottle Rocket, I was like, "Oh God, I hope this guy keeps on making movies." And then he did, and it was so awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was. In, I didn't see Bottle Rocket first. I saw Rushmore first. Oh, did and you? Rushmore was one of my favorite movies for years, and yeah. I had to go back and get a copy of Bottle Rocket after that. So, They're my O R uh, scrubs. O are yeah. they? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my so God, good. that movie is 
so good. Okay, so I'm just making a note. Wes Anderson is on. What do they call that in baseball? You know, ba- you know sports terms. He's on. He's not. A, he's on base. Oh, he's, he's on. on on the turkey or something? I don't know. What is it? No, no, no. He's on the backup. Like, he's waiting to go. He's on the, the he's on the reserve list. Okay, he's on the reserve list. But he's also, he's uh, on the, uh, what's the, uh, he's in the bat, no, uh, what's, what, when, when, when you're about to go to up to bat, but you're not. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What, anyway. What's that called? Sports, he will tell us that. I don't know. Well, he's in Stop. the bat, you know. Whatever, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I should know these Somebody words. will tell us. I know, because you're sports dude. I'm getting uh, mouthed okay, from so the corner here that it's batter's box. He's in the batter's box. Okay, so. Now he's, he's not at the plate yet. But when he gets to the plate, play. he's going to hit a home run. Oh, yeah, no doubt. All right. Um, what else okay, you got? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you got to let me know either Canadian or Mexican or Spanish. I'm sorry. It's my choice? Yep. Canadian, Mexican, or Spanish? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Mexican. All right. So Jim is nominating Robert Rodriguez. Mm. And going back in time, okay, 2005, list them off. 2005, Sin City. Okay, Mondo. Mondo. Yeah, it's a Mondo. And then The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D, which is, I found it a mess. But that's because I love Rodriguez. I'm going uh, to... I gets don't... To rage, I, it doesn't go anywhere else. Okay, just a second. I'm trying to rack my brain to, to think if I've even seen this. And I'm going to go with no. I haven't seen it. So that might be isn't the it, only... It, it might be the only thing on the show? list that I haven't seen. So I might have okay. to watch it. But let's keep on going. Okay. Uh, Planet Terror. This is Amondo. Mondo. Machete is a Mondo. Machete is a super Mondo. Exactly. Uh, Spy Kids 4, uh, all, all Time in the World. Haven't I gave seen it, it a mess. Haven't seen it. Okay. So there's two of them that are kind of in the similar end. Then he's got Machete Kills, which is a Mondo. It's a Mondo. It's not as good yeah. as Machete, but it's still a Mondo. It's still not bad. Cause oh, it's, it's, I, it's a Mondo. The evil, the, evil, the evil Catholic villain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the death. And, he, and you know, he's making uh, Machete Kills in Space coming out next year. Uh, and then after that, we have Sin, Sin City, A Day Aim to Kill. I gave it a mess. It wasn't as good as Sin City. So, unless this is a rage. I'm sorry, what was it? Sin City, A Day Aim to Kill for. That was a movie? Yep. <laughs> How do I not know this exists? And it was in I the theaters? Know. Yes, it's the second part of Sin City. Maybe I watched it. Maybe I just forget. That's crazy. Okay, and then the last one, which I know is a Mondo for you, is Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, that was, I, I was so shocked that that was good, so good. I don't yeah, know why, so but well, it, was, it was really good. Man, yeah. good. So right. you've, you've got a lot to do this week. Yeah, i got to do some homework on this one. He's on, he's on the list, but... Uh, so you've got to see uh, Sin City Dame uh, to kill for. You've got to see Spy Kids 4. And you've got to see Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Okay, so Taylor um, Lautner was Shark Boy. I'm already having my doubts about this. 
It's a kid although, show. Although, you know, you he, he was also in, you know, a little movie called Twilight, which, you know, was pretty good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You don't believe uh, that. Not for a minute. Uh, uh, so there we go. We've got two. Not all the way in yet, but they're on base or something. They're in the batter's box. They're in the batter's box? Sure. That's where they are. I tell you. All right. Yeah, no, so I will. Uh, yeah. So we got to wait till the end of the year, hopefully, um, to get uh, Wes. Wes is going in. I mean, it's, it's I a, absolutely no brain. And take him, we should put him in two animated should equal one non-animated. Well, especially and since we just know, especially since one of the animated is like the best animated movie ever, ever made. Exactly. And one of the best movies know. ever made. Exactly. Like it no, no movie has made me as happy as that movie made me. I, I, I watched it in the theater and I just giggled. I giggled through yeah. the whole thing. And then I, and then yeah. I bought, then I bought the Blu-ray and I was looking so forward to it and I put it in the machine. I was like, this can't possibly be as good as it was in the theater. It's, it's just, it can't live up to that. And I watched it again and I giggled through the whole thing again and it made me so happy. Oh, I love that yeah, movie. It's it's true. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen that movie. Yeah. It still makes brings me joy. As, as does Isle of Dogs. I love that. Yeah, Dogs. Isle of Dogs it's is so awesome cool. too. Um, but rules are rules. I'm sorry. We have to wait. Well, at least we know he's getting in. Yeah, it's he's a totally matter of time. In. Yeah, there's no way. Awesome. <laughs> the guy does no wrong. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got for, for this week for the nomination. So uh, is, yeah, I got yeah. two, more in, two more in backup. So... You'll get to hear those next week unless you can come up with something better. All right. Well, uh, have to wait and see, I suppose. All right. Well, let's talk superheroes. Superheroes. Hey, it's kind of superhero music, really. Kind of does. It's kind of appropriate. I could see, you know, Superman flying through the sky with this plane in the background. Uh, yeah. All and right. speaking of superheroes... Before I jump in with my top 50 list, which I had to narrow it down to top 50, okay. uh, I've got Murray's top seven. You got Murray's top seven. So we have a, we have Merman sent Merman sent me his top seven. All right, let's let's so, uh, see what the Merman has to say. I did not know this was yeah. coming. So I know this was your surprise. All right, let's get it. Merman's Mer- top Merman. seven. Lay it on me. <laughs> It is number seven, the very first Thor. Uh, number six, Captain America Winter Soldier. Cool. Number five, Superman 2. Number Superman four, Deadpool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, number three, Man of Steel. Number two, the original Superman, the movie. Wow. And his number one favorite of all time. Lay it on me. It's got to be Thor. Rag- yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Thor yeah. Ragnarok. You should have just let me guess, man. favorite. Yeah, oh, I'm such a spoiler. Yeah, well, you, you can guess from a mind. But yeah, um, Thor, Thor Ragnarok was. That's. I think that that I would imagine it's on your top ten, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. It's. I'll, I'll, spoiler. It is. It is you on will? my top ten. Well, this could be like the the favorite combined movie of all of us. Uh, so, it might be. Um. Yeah. It it's. Could be uh, it's not. At the, I'm not giving you a spoiler though. Yes. All right. So what do you got for us? All right. This is my honorable mention. I have 10. You have 10 honorable mentions. All right, go ahead. Yep, and I'll run through them quick. Number 10, 2015 CGI masterpiece, Ant-Man. 
and it's by Marvel. I'm telling you every where the comic comes from, or if it's not from a comic, where it was originated from. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing that. That's okay. I'm, I'm a keener. You're not. You are. Uh, Spawn 1997. Uh, John Leguizamo, Todd McFarlane, Calgary-born, super comic book writer. Todd uh, McFarlane. The more, as, as my Greeka friend says, the more hella, the better. Mm. By Image Comics. Nice. Uh, number eight was 2019. Uh, this was the biggest surprise of last year for me. I thought from the commercials, I would hate this movie more than any movie I had ever seen. And it would be stupid, but I loved it. It's good family fun for a superhero. And DC, yes, please. Yeah, Sh- Shazam was really fun. Uh, number seven, Toxic Avengers from 1984. Nice. Oh, my man. Absolutely. Funny, silly, trauma. And a little sweet love story all wrapped in a cute trauma-filled package. Original by Lloyd Kaufman and then picked up by Marvel. So cool. there we have it. You can go see, read some Toxic Avenger in your comic books. Uh, number six is Big Man Japan from 2007. Oh, that, Funny, that didn't even occur to me. Japanese, say no more. If you are making a super anything, I want it. Written and directed and stars... Hitoshi Matsumoto. Uh, love this movie. It's it's so dry. It's so it's so dark. It's so fun. Uh, everybody needs to see this. And you can stream it on Tubi or Tubi. Tubi. Uh, num- yeah, Tubi. Download the app. You can see so many great stuff on there. Um, uh, number five, Unbreakable from 2000. And Night Shyamalan doing superheroes. I have a feeling I may see dead people, yes. but maybe not enough. <laughs> Original screenplay by M. Night, so, uh, and I don't think anybody's picked it up as a comic. Yep. Number four, Doctor Strange from 2016. Cool. Ernie Bunn, finally a superhero, and Tilda, about time. Yes. I hope she comes back in more movies from Marvel. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. Hilarious and awesome CGI gold, Marvel. Number two, Watchmen, 2009. Zack Snyder makes the super dark superhero film, and we get to see a giant blue wiener for most of the movie. Yes, please, DC. All right. Uh, and this one's tied for uh, my number one of honorable mentions. It's all of the X-Men title. I am, the my of all comics, X-Men is my favorite. X-Men comics is always my favorite. I love everything about X-Men, even the terrible movies of X-Men. I'll still love it. It's on one of my 11 lists. It says X-Men. I'll still love it. So I have blinders on. Uh, so number number 10 on my top 10. The actual top 10. The actual top 10 now. All right. 2012, this film is super fly. Oh, what I meant to say is it's about a super fly. Mm. Uh, if only this Bollywood film had more dancing, it may have made my top five. Sounds Give awful. Give me hope that in my next life, I can still take revenge that I didn't get to finish in this one. Original scre- screenplay, and it's on Amazon Prime. All right. Have mm. you seen it? Uh, I want to say that I have, because I think it played, um, it played yeah, it here. Yeah, played Sif a few years ago. It played ago. Sif, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. It was a black carpet. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, yeah, I was um, at the black carpet premiere for that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go. To each their own. Uh, That's number, 10. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, you don't get very many Indian superhero movies. So well, that's true. Gotta, that's, 
Uh, number nine is Brightburn from 2019. Although it's cool. not really a superhero movie, uh, we may have been hoping for. Um, it's one that I have always dreamed of. Evil Superman. Freaking loved it. So dark and has super evil, creepy kid. Uh, nice. Mark and uh, Brian and Mark Gunn uh, tied to DC via the plot of Superman, but no comic titles for this one. Mm. Uh, number eight is Deadpool from 2016. Mr. Canadian Sassy Pants himself makes a superhero movie that is nonstop funny as well as nonstop action. Plus, cool. An angry lesbian who kicks ass and blows shit up. I loved it. It's by Marvel. Absolutely. Number seven, Hellboy, 2004. Guillermo del Toro, directing superhero movies. Not the one from last year? No, no, God, no. This is 2004, man. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, What can this man not do? Oh, wait, nothing. He's brilliant at every genre and everything he does. Dark Horse Comics, Hellboy, 2004. Um... Stars, what's the half his name? The big dude. Hmm, gone. And um, crap, you know who's something uh, sidetracked? But um, uh, John Hurt is seems to be in a lot of my superhero movies that I love. I don't know how he ends up in there, but he does. And I, I mean, I love John Hurt. In fact, that may be someone we want to nominate for Vendetta uh, sometime. But um. Yeah, I think you'll yeah. be disappointed when you've seen what he's done lately. Yeah, well, he's dead now, so I All think right. that I'd be disappointed because he's dead. Uh, Ron Perlman, <laughs> who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah so, Ron Hellboy, Perlman. 2000, number seven. Number six, and I, we even get our quote for our film rage from this movie, Mystery Men from 1999. Academy Award winner Jeffrey Rush at his funniest and most sinister. Funniest collection of actors ever put into a superhero movie loosely based on the Flaming Carrot comic, which was also slash Dark Horse, which is also slash Image. I love this movie. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, number five, the original Spider-Man, directed by Sam Raimi in 2002. First real version of Spider-Man, and it blew my mind. Um, still great even now. I watched it again on the weekend just to make sure I still loved it. So my top five, I watched all five of them <laughs> over the weekend. Wow. Um, it's still great. Best ending ever. Like, it just, the ending was perfect. He's like, oh, yeah, I love you, Spider-Man. He's like, he's like, bitch, get real. I'm Spider-Man. I'm not, I'm not going to let you be my girlfriend. Is that what he said? Is that a direct quote? Well, it's not a direct quote, but, uh, you know, I paraphrase a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it still has one of the most iconic uh, lines of any superhero movie ever. With great power comes great responsibility. That is good. Quote. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's every it's still used everywhere. Uh, number four is we've already heard before Thor Ragnarok from 2017. Taka Goldblum Helmsworth, funny as fuck and action packed. Aussies rule! Oi oi oi! Nice. Marvel. Number three, another entry by my boy Sam Raimi. 1990s superhero, Raimi style. Who doesn't like a little revenge? Yes, please. 1990s Dark Man. I'll take another helping. Oh, wait. Did I remind you that Liam Neeson and Francis McDormand are in this? They are. Uh, original written by Sam Raimi and uh, then picked up by Marvel after the fact. Cool. Number two, V for Vendetta, 2005. Director is James McTeague. McTeague? McTeague? 
Uh, starring Hugo Weaving, Natalie Portman, John Hurt again. There he is. Uh, political anti-horror, or anti-hero, not anti-horror. Political anti-hero film, Creepy Masks and Subway Tunnels and Kidnapping. You had me at Creepy Masks, DC. Uh, also on uh, Vertigo Comics. Also cool. great comic too, by the way. Is it? If you've ever get a chance to get it, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and my number one, top of my heap. I'm gonna give you some hints. I have a feeling you'll be able to guess it after like the fourth fourth round. Here we go. All Director right. is James Mangold. Uh, okay. Marvel Universe. James Mangold. Marvel. Okay. No, be cheating. No cheating. No, no, uh, I'm not looking up anything. You're just thinking with your brain. I am. Your brain pan. That's this all. could be the darkest, darkest film in the MCU. Murderous children, mutants, part of the X-Men universe, huge Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and introducing Daphne Keene. Oh, it's uh, Logan. Yes, it is. Yep. This hits all my main points for the best superhero movie of all time. Creepy, angry kids. Strong female lead who kicks ass and punches dicks. It's about the X-Men universe and dark as fuck and it's a perfect film. A great way to say goodbye to two old friends. A small tear slowly forms on my eye. Yes. As I close my eyes in memorial. Yes. Marvel Comics. Yeah, Thank good you. Good movie. Favorite superhero movie of all time. There you go. Um, there we go. Over to you. What you got? Let's see. We'll start with my honorable mentions. And it, even though, you know... <laughs> We weren't supposed to have any animated. It's on my honorable mention, so whatever. Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, 2017. <laughs> 2017. Tra-la-la! Um, just fun. And by the way, it's it's like one of the few times that I've ever... Um, uh, what's his head? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for some reason, his name has left me. He's so brutal. But uh, for some reason, he was fine in this movie. Um, why has it left me? Brock's little buddy that in every single movie. Chris something. No. But he's, he's in the movie anymore? Yeah, or? no. The guy from uh, Jumanji. And uh, he was in uh, Central Intelligence. and Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's the only only movie that he's been in, you know, other than... He's been in a few, I guess. But overall, he just kind of annoys me. But he was good in this. It was cute. Yeah. The books are good, too. It was a lot of fun. read them to my kids. Yep. All right, and uh, to continue with the honorable mentions, uh, we heard uh, Spawn on your list, and it's on mine as well. Uh, 1997 honorable mention for me. Uh, you know, good and evil collide in this dark, but perhaps not dark enough for me. Um, adaptation of Todd McFarlane's comic book. Um, I believe this one was in your top 10. Dark Man is on my honorable mention. 1990. Yes. Liam Neeson handing out some justice as an anti-hero who can change his appearance, but only one hour at a time. Um, really good. Um, this one might shock you. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Cowabunga, dude. I love this. I love this movie when it hit the theaters. Um, but full disclosure, I haven't seen this movie in 25 years or so. So I don't know if it's well, you know, if it's aged well at all, but Hey, I loved it at the time. Um, and yeah, you should probably go back and watch, should I watch that again. <laughs> it's not on my top 10. It's just got an honorable mention. Um, and this probably should have made my list, but it didn't. Um, Batman from 1989, uh, Tim Burton style, Batman 
uh, single-handedly resuscitated the superhero genre. Um, if it wasn't yeah, for Batman, right. I don't know that we'd be going through all this right now. Um, it it really kickstarted the whole superhero genre. So I think everybody actually and music should be... from Prince. <laughs> it did indeed. Bat dance, baby. All right. So, top 10 superhero movies of all time, according to the only person that matters, me. Uh, Number 10, Superman 2 from 1980. Um, Just had to get some Christopher Reeve in here. Uh, And Terrence Stamp will always be the only General Zod to me. Um, And that's saying something, because the undoubted Michael Shannon took a shot at the role in 2013, but... Terrence Stamp was just so good. He is General Zod. Uh, number nine, Orgasmo from 1997. <laughs> Superhero story the Trey Parker way. Um, yeah. as, as, the movie, as the movie poster proclaimed, Orgasmo, making sex safe again. Funny and educational. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was good. I loved it. Trey uh, Parker. So, so number eight. Uh, Defendor from 2009. Uh, Woody Harrelson as Arthur Poppington, aka Defendor, on the hunt on the hunt for his arch enemy, Captain Industry. Um, super entertaining superhero movie. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, number it seven. Good. Yeah, I liked it too. Number seven would be Thor Ragnarok from 2017. Uh, Taika shows that he could be directing, or that he should be directing everything. Uh, he breathes a breath of fresh air into everything that he touches. Um, man, the guy's awesome. Um, and by, he's on our waiting list. Yeah, and by far the most entertaining of the Thor movies. Um, just so good. Uh, number six is Deadpool uh, from 2016. Tim Miller behind the camera and Ryan Reynolds in front of it. Create a perfect storm of action and comedy. Uh, good stuff. Number five for me is Guardians of the Galaxy, 2014. Um, Honestly, I knew nothing about this movie going in. Uh, It started out super entertaining, and it never let up throughout. Funny stuff, good stuff. Liked it a lot. Uh, (laughs) This might be slightly controversial, or maybe it won't be, but number four is Joker, 2019. Some may say that Joker, especially this version, is not a superhero. And to that I say, Joker is a hero to me, and this is my list, so deal with it. Number yeah, hey, I put I put Brightburn on mine. There you go, go. absolutely. Number three, Watchmen from two thousand nine, a super ambitious Zack Snyder movie does not disappoint. Um, it's as gritty as it gets in this genre, and I loved every second of its running time of two hours and forty two minutes. I'm not sure I've seen this many characters so well managed in a movie. Um, everyone gets the appropriate treatment. Um, and plus Jackie Hurl, uh, sorry, Jackie Earl Haley was just unforgettable in the role of uh, oh, Rorschach. Yeah, Rorschach was oh, yeah. just so good. And you forgot the giant blue wiener through the whole movie. Yes, there was a giant blue wiener in the movie too. Thanks for reminding <laughs> us, Jim. Number two. Number two would be Logan from 2017. Oh! Look at that. There you go. You know, familiar We're tale. Of, yeah, it's a familiar tale of a man past his prime just trying to get by. Um, but, you know, only the man in this case is, is Wolverine. Um, this was storytelling at its best and might have been Hugh Jackman at his best. Um, yes. Absolutely Fun. love this movie. I'm totally on board with you. And uh, number one for me uh, is The Dark Knight from 2008. 
Um, this, yeah, is, this, this is the only movie that I have watched in the theater twice within one week. Um, I watched it and loved it so much that I told my father, you have to see this performance by Heath Ledger. And, and I took him to see it a few days later. Um, uh, you know, I miss my dad, which, which he was still around. But anyway, uh, every scene in this movie has stayed with me. Um, and Heath Ledger's Joker is as haunting a performance that has ever been filmed. Uh, don't get me wrong. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was tremendous, but no one will ever top Heath Ledger's interpretation. Um, this is the best superhero movie ever. And to be honest, one of the best movies of any genre ever. Um, and that's my list. That was a great list, except for Logan should have been number one, but uh, I'll get forgive you. Uh, that. That's all right. So, so hey, it's man. A good list. Number two is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, tell you. you. I thought, that's funny. You think it's one of them. I thought Logan to me, that was the one I just, yeah. I, I, I can't, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you at that all. I mean, Logan was so yeah, good. Exactly. But good, they're good. They're good lists. You know, this thing is, and this is going to take us into our rage or my rage Yes. is, you know, not everything is all about Marvel. And, you know, as we saw, there's a lot of stuff that we, we both had on our list. Wasn't Marvel at all. Yep. Absolutely. So on that note, I guess we should go on to the next segment. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Okay. Well, my rage this week is actually about Marvel. And the whole way that Marvel has evolved. So, was I happy that I had to sit through 20 plus superhero movies to get to the end of the whole Avengers saga before we get into the next transition. I didn't hate it, but I gotta admit, as they started coming out more and more, I was getting a little tired of the same plot. You know, it just became it just became formulaic after a while. And when Disney really took over and started basically in what I call throwing up on the screen, it just started losing some of the the juice for me in the in the universe am i still going to go see the mcu in the theater 100 i will but what i what i don't like is the fact is you start to hear things like oh dr strange they had an amazing director who was going to do it and he wanted to take it in hold he's going to make the very first horror quote unquote um superhero movie so it could have it could have tried to touch base with logan so in contrast to that logan wasn't made by Disney. It was made as the final closing um, movie that Fox partnered with Marvel. And guess what? Made my top superhero movie of all time. Because Fox, as much as we can complain about some of the Fox movies they've put out, like uh, The Last of the Fantastic Four, which was a, a huge dud, but Fox knows how to bring darkness to the screen in the superheroes, I find. And um, and Marvel just doesn't like this is what the thing I'm worried about is for Deadpool three with in, more influence from Disney. If they're not going to let Ryan Reynolds uh, lead this charge with his franchise and gets him into the MCU and it just becomes whitewashed painted with, you know, it's not going to be a rated R superhero anymore, which has made Deadpool so much fun. It's going to turn. Oh, guess what? It's too much swearing and too much violence for the kids to watch. Well, maybe 
five-year-old shouldn't be watching Deadpool. Like, there's no way in hell that a five-year-old should be watching Logan. And I don't know how many times I've been to some of these superhero movies and you got like these dads in the theaters bringing a five-year-old where you see this little girl cut the shit out of everybody on the screen. Marvel, I just want them to not Disneyfy it. And, you know, Disney's now owning all the, some of the major franchises like Star Wars and they've got the Marvel Universe now and a bunch of stuff. And I'm just, I'm getting tired of it, to be quite honest. I'm kind of thankful that we've got this break from cinema at the moment because I have a feeling we were just going to be rushed with another couple of um, Marvel superhero films. And I'm like, you know what? Give us a break. Let us have a couple of years of, of stuff like Logan or uh, some of the great things like that is kind of a departure from it, like Thor Ragnarok, where you get some creative um, people and directors involved in the project. So not, uh, not super rage this week, but I'm just, you know, as I went through my list and started going through everything, obviously there is some uh, Marvel on my list, but interestingly enough, a lot of the Marvel that's on my list also was by Fox. And there's, there's usually will be a lot more DC, a lot more image, a lot more, um, um, you know, Dark Horse, that type of thing. I I love dark superhero movies. I'm not much for happy-go-lucky, everybody lives at the end. I want to see people die in some realistic superhero movies. So that's my rage for this week. I'm going to pass it to you. What do you think? You got on board, off board? Uh, I uh, tend to agree with you for the most part. In fact, our rage is in, are kind of connected in a way. Um, and uh, I guess I'll go into mine now. Oh, snap. All right, so my rage this week is... Why can we not have more super villain movies instead of superhero movies? Give me... I love it. Yeah, give me General Zod over Superman. Superman's been done to death. Give me a Penguin movie over another Batman movie. Give me Doc Ock over Spider-Man. We need some more villain-centric movies, man. Um, they are always the best part of the superhero movie anyway, so why not shine the spotlight on them? Uh, wouldn't you like to see an origin story of Magneto or Doctor Doom? Um, a movie that shows us the story from the sinister villain side instead of the hero side? Um, the rare occasions that this is done has proven to be compelling. Uh, Joker being the shining example of how compelling a supervillain can be. Um, now it seems that there are many supervillain movies that are in de the development stage. Um, that's great, but that doesn't mean that they'll actually see the light of day. Um, I hope they do as I believe I'm not the only one that craves this content. Um, among the titles rumored or in development um, are DC's Deathstroke, uh, another one that... Uh, uh, another one is a Harley Quinn uh, movie again, um, as well as a Harley Quinn and Joker movie. Um, Deadshot and another Suicide Squad movie. Um, from Marvel, we get uh, Venom again, uh, Doctor Doom, yes please. Um, Nemesis, Mysterio, and the Sinister Six are all possibilities. Um, here's hoping that these projects actually get the green light and find their way onto the big screen. Because um, I tell you, I... There, it's always the most compelling part of the the, uh, the movie is is the villain. So let's have a couple of them that that really focus on it, and let's uh, let's ride that train for a while. What do you think, Jim? Oh yeah, I mean, hey, Brightburn made my top ten, man. So uh, exactly. 
I never, I, 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 did I like Superman? Yeah, it was okay. I was never really a big superhero, a Superman fan. And if Murray's listening, he'll probably be, you know, scratching my eyes out if he saw me. But I don't know. I, I like how people get their powers by either uh, natural means or by accident, by biting, bitten by spider, or, you know, so, I, you know, comes to Earth and he's a Superman only because his gravity is different than ours or whatever. I don't know the whole Superman history, but yeah, I'd much rather see an evil super, an evil Superman take over the world and kill everyone. Well, there is one, so let's, there, hope, let's make that. They make a bright burn too. Well, yeah, well, they could do bright burn, or they could actually, you know, there actually is an evil Superman in, in the uh, DC world, so they could do that too. Either way, yeah, bring it on, evil Superman. Yes. Or, or you know what I heard is coming to. Uh, I know it's not necessarily a film. But they're going to be bringing to uh, Disney Plus. They're bringing the Marvel Zombies, which is a huge. I'm a huge fan of that comic, um, and now we're going to get to see it in uh, in, in uh, Disney Plus. So I'm excited about that. Cool. All right, sir. So together. looks like we're pretty much in agreement on our rages for the week. It's nice. High five. Yes. If you were here, I'd give you one, but we are practicing social distancing. Virtual high five. Nice. Oh, and yes. by the way, it's on deck. On <laughs> deck, that's what it is. On deck. Yeah. We've got two on deck. Man, I am so dumb in my old age. I don't know what's going on with me. It's just... true. But you're still you're still damn good looking. Well, I got that going for me. I actually seem to be getting more handsome every day. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but hey, I'll I don't take know. it. Why are you not why are you not the next underwear model for Calvin Klein? I don't know. It's a good question. We'll have to ask uh, All right. somebody about that. All right, yeah, sir. That's enough rage for today. It is indeed. So with that being said. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. All right. Well, this week, right? Right was able to pull from Jim's sweet bag the yeah. fantastically mesmerizing film by the talented Mr. Sly Stallone, Escape Plan The Extraction from 2019. Right? It, is it the, the Extraction the or things? The Extractors? I think it's The Extractors. Extractors, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Whatevs. The great thing, tell us the great things about this super beautiful treasure by our friend Sylvester Stallone. Um well, Jim. Uh it 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 was not good. Um <laughs> Well, let's just leave it at that. You seem to, you seem to find that quite amusing. Uh, uh, as I was saying, it, it, it was not good. Uh, I did not understand the motivation of some of the action. Um, it had two separate kidnappings for what seemed like the same purpose. Um, that was kind of weird. Wouldn't kidnapping like one of the people be good enough? Um, you think so? Stallone slurred his way through another convoluted action flick. Um, they really need to subtitle Stallone's dialogue as sometimes yeah. he's just incoherent. Um, I'm just wondering who's watching these films. Like, why are they being made? You know, other than me, that just because I kind of had to. Um, but 
I, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it because there's not that much to say. But anyway, it, it had lots of punchy and kicky scenes. Um, although you could not really see any of the action because the majority of the film is pretty much in the dark. Um, somebody should have turned a light on so we could see at least what was going on. Um, as I said before, it's it's not good. Um, <laughs> definitely a rage. Um, oh, by the way, this is the third installment of the series, so maybe if I had seen the first two, I would have had a greater investment in these characters and, and perhaps a greater appreciation for this film. But no, I, you wouldn't have. I, I doubt I it. Right <laughs> yeah, there's there's not not much chance of that. Um, yeah, it was it was bad. Um, it wasn't like the worst uh, Rager Dare that that I've had this year, but you know, it, it was not good. How was how was Fifty Cent as a fine actor? He's yeah, he was he was not good. Everything it was just it was so flat. Just the whole thing was flat. I, I felt bad for um uh, what's her head the uh, Jamie King, um just such a cardboard cutout of a role. I just I don't know why she ended up doing that. I just I felt I just felt bad for everybody in it. Really, they just it's like why they must be just reevaluating their choices in life that they ended up in this movie. But <laughs> but you know so you know the original starred Arnold Schwarzenegger and. And um, alone. Okay. And when it first when it came out, I watched it, and it was painful. Yeah. And I just thought I it can't get any worse. And then it did. <laughs> it kept getting worse. Yeah. No, it was, it was not. It was not a lot of fun. But you know, that's what this is about. <laughs> it's kind of the reaction you're looking so for. Much, that was it. So much joy. I have to watch him with subtitles. Or I can't understand what. Like, what did you just say? I don't know what he's saying. No. So, I don't know. It did something to him because, man. Because, yeah, I guess that's what he does now. Eh? He just he just pumps the steroids like they're going out of business. So just, he's roided like yeah, no. Yeah. He's got like no it's testicles like, left. I'm sure of it. Yeah, keeping the steroid manufacturers in business. Good on you, Stallone. Thank God. Way to go, Sly. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I've got to choose Rage or Dare. Yeah, I'm actually and curious. What, 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 which way you lean in there, Rage or well, Dare? I think you gave me a little bit of a hint that I have seen so many fucking terrible musicals already on this Rage or Dare segment, <laughs> You've been on and a... that you're guaranteeing <laughs> that there's an option that if I pick. If Rage, you, I'm going to see another musical. No, you might so see I a musical. Dare. If you pick Dare, I guarantee it's not a musical. But there are there are musicals in the Rage bag, so it's on you. But if you do pick Dare, <sighs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, Dare's bad. It's real bad. But it's not is a it musical. Than, is, it, is it worse than... Uh, okay, I'm picking Dare. And I'm only taking it because I can't see another musical. Not for at least another month. So... I'm picking Dare. All Give it right. to me. Dare. What am I seeing? You are seeing the 1996 classic comedy, Ed, starring Matt LeBlanc and a monkey. What? I love this movie. You love this movie? <laughs> well, you're watching it again. 
can't wait. From uh, two, 1996. 1996. It's a. It's. I believe it's. I believe the monkey plays baseball. If memory serves me correct. Yes. I yeah. think the monkey may be on deck. He might be on deck. <laughs> and then when he's, you know, at the plate, he'll be in the batter's box. So, yeah, I know baseball. A trained, a trained chimpanzee plays third base for a minor league baseball team. That's com- Hello, that, me up. That is comedy gold. <laughs> Golden shower, maybe. I am not going to like this movie. No, ever. you're not. I remember seeing it. <laughs> I hated it then. I'm going to hate it even more. Oh no! My God. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, dude. Uh, but well, uh, it's not a musical. But that's so what I'm you get. Yeah, you didn't want a musical, so that's what you get. All right, sir. Well, so that—that's it for this week. That is it for this week. So, well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film rage crew of Murray on sabbatical and for giving us a sweet seven list this week. Uh, Frank from Leonard Tomlin uh, for his artistic vintage, vision, vintage, vision, and photography via you'll, Leonard Tomlin Photography. You'll get that right Hello? one of these weeks. Maybe. I don't know. It's a tongue twister I built myself. Um, uh, our new uh, cartoonist, uh, Vaughn, so if you're checking out our website, uh, listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And check out our website. Please check it out and leave us comments at filmraiseyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raising glass for all listeners. So please comment often on any way you can reach us. And please make us rage. Please. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.